And what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Sports Podcast, episode 189 today, maybe 190. Uh, it's a week two recap and a week three preview. Um, been a little bit of a, wa- a wacky season so far. We are episode 190 today. Wow. 10 away from our 200th episode. Uh, been a wonky first two weeks this season. A lot of teams not playing. A lot of teams only one game through two weeks. Had to postpone some games in the later slate of the day last week. But we do have a pretty full slate of games for week three. We'll talk about that on the preview. Um, but week two, rain held off for a little bit. Not enough time. Uh, only got four and a half games in. Torrential downpour. Not a great start to summer season, which is usually too hot to play. Now we can't find a day where we don't get rain. Um, but I believe this Sunday is supposed to be pretty nice out. Should get all our games in with no problem. We are at Sayreville High School this week. Sayreville High School for the first time. We'll be at Blue one more week after this. And then the high school the rest of the season. Um, I'm excited to see all the teams play on the same day. But let's get into a recap of the week two games um first game we'll talk about was at nine o'clock a.m was mm, we'll start with uh we'll start with the better the better of the two games um was stanford versus texas a&m stanford wins the game 26 to 18 um we played really well defensively again i thought that stanford uh, we did a really good job at controlling the ball. We, I think we held the ball, had the ball for a long time that game. We grinded out a lot of long possessions, made them um, have long possessions. Just got a few stops when we really needed them. Uh, had two interceptions on the day. Um, really made Trevor, I thought, think a little bit more than he wanted to. We were all over the short stuff. I thought Will Sabat had a big day for them offensively. But outside of him... Um, I thought we held them pretty in check. Hardigan ha- um, was usually one of his go-to targets off the line. He only had a couple catches, not a lot, not a crazy impact game from him. Um, Ace, obviously in the middle, did his thing, pulled a bunch of flags, but we were just able to do enough offensively in the second half, definitely, to grind out a last score, a last uh, last couple minutes touchdown, go up by eight after a And M pulled it to two. Um, and we finish it off 26-18. Two big plays by Kayvon Yates um, to end the game. Two pass breakups. Trevor uh, threw one back shoulder ball that could have definitely been caught, but I thought Kayvon did a good job being right on the receiver's hip. And then on the second play, he made a great read, saw the receiver coming over the middle, and um, I think Trevor would tell you he could have thrown that ball a little bit um, more outside where Will could only get it, but luckily for us, he did not. Kayvon makes a nice swat of the ball um, right at the goal line, and uh, we pull off a nice win to get our first win of the season. Had the same eight we had last week. I'm hoping for a full, t- uh, almost a full 10 this week, hoping to get my full line there. That'd be a beautiful sight, um, but we're able to, Jake Esposito steps up, plays center, snaps the entire day. Um, did a good, really good job keeping me from getting sacked. Um, we did a good job. I did a good job running the football. Jake did a great job off the line catching and making plays. Um, and then Mark DePalm, a big 45-yard touchdown to kind of get our offense going after first drive ended with no score. Um, happy to see us get on the win column. Happy to see uh, a lot of guys making plays to impact our success as a team. Um, A&M, after a 1-0 day, fall to 1-1. One and one. Um, not worried about them. Trevor's one of the better quarterbacks in the league, and they have a good team with a lot of really good flag pullers. Um, didn't even mention Josh Taylor. 
uh, or Noah, I mentioned at the end, but um, they're a good team. I'm not worried about them going forward. They just really weren't able to get going offensively until later in the game. Um, thought we did a good job, like I said before, making Trevor really work. All right, uh, the other 9 o'clock game. I was really looking forward to watching this game later in the day when um, I got the film and whatnot, but uh, Tulane versus App State. Tulane wins 34-6. Note Appalachian State after giving up a first uh, eight-play drive that ends in a touchdown for Tulane. Um, Their quarterback did something to his Achilles on the first play of the game, was limping off, couldn't really put any pressure on it, Uh, was a non-contact injury when he, like, stepped back um, and kind of got to the end of his drop. It was definitely painful. It looked painful. Um, Hated to see it because he looked like he was throwing dots in pregame. Um, I really liked what I saw. I was excited for the kid Izzy to light up the league. Um, but they did not get the opportunity to do that in this one. Uh, they lose the game 34-6, to like I said before. Defensively, I thought they did a pretty good job pulling flags. Um, they, they they stayed in it throughout. The offense just gave them no favors. They were playing defense a majority of this game. Um, Douglas did a pretty good job at quarterback. He ran the ball very well. Um, dumped it off to his receivers. I like Douglas's plays. I know Douglas said, uh, he had said to me a long time ago how he knows he's not the best quarterback, but if you schematically are just more prepared than the other team, you can probably win a lot of games. And he has a very good team. They have a good offensive line. Uh, Vic Colon, I think, scored two touchdowns in this game. Um, or on the day, I should say. Not sure if both were in this game. But, uh, I'm not worried about App State. I know they, they're going to get a new quarterback. They, they they said they found a new quarterback to play for them because Izzy's out for the season, I would imagine. Um, so excited to see him. Hope he doesn't get hurt. Hope he's able to make them a competitive team. They, they got some guys. Um, I saw when I was watching, like they made some plays. They just they, There was no offensive consistency. Uh, they threw somebody in at quarterback who didn't look like he really played a lot of quarterback. Um, I think it was Dom Ficella. Um it's okay, though, because it's only one of eight games. You can make a rebound, and eight of ten teams make the playoffs. So I'm not worried about anybody after two weeks of the season. They will play a doubleheader this week, so um, should be excited to see if they can pull, get their first win on the season, kind of get the ball rolling. Um, I really don't have a lot to say about them. Tulane, I like their offensive line. I think they do a good job protecting Douglas. Douglas is good at making guys miss, especially when he runs with the football and kind of gets a full head of steam. Um Jeremy Cruz was a nice player that I saw that I hadn't seen before. CJ's a good number one for Douglas, DeLon, Tempa. Uh, they got a good they got a good roster. So, um, and everyone gets involved on that team. Douglas does a good job of getting everyone involved offensively. Got everyone a few catches. Dave Fleming had a couple catches. Um, but overall, Tulane had a had a good first game. Got got the jitters out of the way. New team, thirty four to six final, um, and they take care of business in the nine a.m. slate. All right, in the other night, uh, no, sorry, the 10 o'clock games, we had Kentucky versus Tulane. Um, it was a, it, it was, a, it was a very competitive game. The final score was 27 to 14. Kentucky had a pick six on the final play to end the game as Tulane was driving inside the 25. Um, but like I said on the last podcast, probably Kentucky is a very good team. They're well rounded top to bottom, very good offensive line that can block for Hogreef. Um, Tulane did a good job at uh, at collapsing the pocket a little bit, um, and Cogreef really had no time to throw in this game. Um, Kentucky's offense was kind of, I'm not going to say held in check, but it took a few big plays um, to kind of move the ball. Chris 
hey, did a good job. Credit to him staying with it, staying in it. Um, Tulane scored their touchdowns early and then kind of struggled in the second half to to put together offense that was sustainable and moving the football. Um, so after seeing an inexperienced time team in game one, scoring 34, they come back down to earth, play against a team who right now could has a has a claim to best team in the league. They're 3-0. Um outscoring their opponents by a large margin right now. They win this game by 13. Um, their defense is really good, and they got a lot of guys. Konish hit on a big touchdown early. Liam scored two touchdowns in the second half, um, and they were able to come from behind and win this game. Uh, I thought Douglas, when I was watching the film, I knew Kentucky won, but I was curious about how the game ended. I kind of thought Douglas was going to come down and score, and then Kentucky was going to get the ball back and score before it was over. Um, but Jordan Edmonds makes a huge play. Um, off of Latempa's fingers into his hands, makes a couple guys miss and takes to the to the house for the game winning touchdown. Um, I, I'm not sure if it was as time expired, but the the team stopped playing after that. It was became a 13 point game. Um, I like this Kentucky team, man. Leota, Cafano, um, they got Jordan who could play line. They got um, uh, KT who wasn't there who could play line. They don't need all their guys there, but when they have all their guys there, it, it makes for a dangerous group. And uh, Chris is playing really good football right now. Has a lot of good weapons to throw the ball to, so I'm excited to see how he continues with this Kentucky team. We'll see. Uh, I'm not sure. They have Texas this week, I think, so um, good matchup versus another elite quarterback in the league. All right, other 10 o'clock game. Um, very, uh, there was a lot. It wasn't, I wouldn't call it an exciting game until like the second half because that's when the offense kind of got going. Um, Colorado scored um, after a, two, a stop by Oregon, I mean, Colorado, Oregon, I'm sorry, let me start over. After a stop on the first drive by Colorado's defense, Suroff threw a deep ball, got picked off, then they don't score. A lot of fourth down, not scoring, fourth down and goal that Oregon wasn't able to to um, convert on. Shout out to the Colorado defense, they did a really good job on third and fourth down all day, I thought. Um, they made life difficult for the new quarterback, who I was very impressed with, I didn't catch his name, um, but... Was very impressed with him. I think he's going to be a good addition to the league for them. Um, very excited, excited to see uh, where they go from here. They kind of got really got the ball moving in the second half. Um, finished their drives. Uh, actually, took a fourteen to twelve lead um, in late in the second half. But when so you got Suroff and Justin, who had a huge first game back in the league. Uh, welcome back, Justin. Uh, scored three touchdowns, all three touchdowns for Colorado scored by Justin. The last one being a back shoulder throw um, to kind of seal the deal. Colorado, Oregon got the ball back, but wasn't able to do anything with it. As Justin, I believe, also had the game-winning interception. Just an overall very good game by Justin. Uh, he played great. Suroff did a good job after that first throw that he kind of just threw up there for no reason into double coverage. Um, honestly... I'm not trying to take anything from everyone else in Colorado, but Justin did a majority of the work for this team. The line did a good job, I thought, protecting Suroff for the most part. Um, but Justin, eight catches, probably over 100 yards, three touchdowns. He made all the plays that were needed to be made. Probably finished with six or seven tackles also. Um, it's just a typical... typical. I'm, I'm not trying to gas him more than he has to be but it's a typical Justin game for when his team's playing in a tight game he usually ends up making a lot of the plays being around the football um and I think that goes for going forward you got to try to get the ball away from him I know he plays the middle of the field so it's kind of hard to get the ball away from where he is but um he's a great flag puller and on offense you got to be when you're playing defense you got to be aware of him on the offense side of the ball because the ball is going to go his way more times than not 
Um, Colorado, Marola had a few big catching runs, missed a touchdown throw from Justin in the second half. Um, that could have kind of put the game away a little bit, but Oregon stuck with it, even though they weren't converting on third and fourth downs to get first downs and score touchdowns. Um, they stuck with it. I like what I saw from them in the second half, putting the ball in the end zone two times. Uh, Billy had a touchdown that took, gave them the lead. Um, I, I like the Oregon team. I know they're 0-2 now, but I think, um... They, they were kind of a new team. They had a bunch of guys that hadn't played in the league before, but I think now they had a few games under their belt. I'm excited to see where they can go going forward. Uh, Colorado wins his game 20-14, to 14, improving to 1-0 on the season. All right, last game of the day. We didn't even make it through the entire game. Uh, it was Portland State versus UTEP. Um, tied at 14 at halftime. will be resumed at some point throughout the season, or maybe the team decide to play the game over. They can discuss and decide it's amongst themselves. Um unless I have to intervene for some odd reason. I believe they should just play from 14-14 and play the second half. Um, Portland State did a good job, man. Uh, the rain probably helped them out a little bit. Running the football, getting the ball in Malik's hands, letting him make plays. Um, UTEP, I know, scored right before the half. I didn't even really get to watch this game, so I don't really have a lot on it. Um, but Portland State, when they when we decided to have the game be canceled, they were very upset. They felt like they were playing some good football. So, um they are getting better. Malik is definitely taking this team under under his wing a little bit, getting them together. Um, I saw him talking in the rain after the game was over a little bit. Um, I think they're going to be a much harder, difficult team than we saw get beat by 25 or 20 in uh, week one. I think they're going to be a much better team than that going forward. I think they're going to play a lot more close games, definitely pull out some wins throughout the season. Abdul has proven he can win this league. He has won before, um, made the playoffs. His only other season at quarterback. So, um Malik's going to have to be a dominant player, but I believe he is more well than capable of doing that. And uh, I'm excited to see this Portland State team more going forward. All right, that does it. That was a quick recap of the games. We're going to have a full seven-game slate um, this Sunday. Very excited for it. Remember, we are playing at Sayreville High School this weekend. Um, Starting game starting at 9 o'clock. So with that being said, let's get it going with the recap, I mean the preview of week three. First game of the day, Appalachian State versus UTEP. Um, Still don't really know a lot about this Appalachian State team. That first game doesn't really tell me anything about them. They lost their quarterback after, I'm going to be short and sweet, they lost their quarterback after the first play. They got some guys that can block and can rush the passer. Got to see what their new quarterback's about before I give them a... um, a prediction that they're going to win the game. They're playing against Mikey, the Gargano-led UTEP squad. Um, I I just don't I don't I'm I, until I see it I can't believe it. Um, quick with this one, I'm taking UTEP over Appalachian State. Um, Mikey could potentially blow. I don't think they're going to get blown out because they got some good athletes. Appalachian State that can play, but if Mikey plays his normal drain the clock game. Um, it could be an interesting to see how many times Appalachian State even touches the ball in this game. Um, and UTEP had a pretty good defense. Uh, I think they had the lead leader in interceptions time here. I think he had another one this past week to give him five on the season. Um, but yeah, uh, I think UTEP wins his game. Their offense um, it hasn't been amazing so far. Hasn't lit the world on fire, but they've scored. They scored. They, they've scored enough, and they play pretty good defense. So um, I'll take them against a bunch of guys that I haven't really seen play meaningful snaps in a competitive, really competitive game with a true quarterback. So taking UTEP in this one. All right, second game at 9 o'clock is Texas A&M led by Trevor Garland against Tulane led by Douglas. Um, hmm, this is an interesting game. I think that Tulane should be able to win the battle at the line at the line of scrimmage. Um, 
Ace Hardigan and um, Emmerich are definitely going to have their hands full with DeLon, with uh, Tempa, uh, Douglas playing on the defensive line. Douglas needs to just keep doing what he does. Um, have those plays ready to go and know what's going to work. Um, and his guys are going to have to make guys miss down the field, and he's going to have to hit shots when he takes his opportunities to go long. Um, CJ did a good job making guys miss with the ball in his hands. DeLon, very good at that as well. Um, I like this two-lane team defensively. I know that uh, they've only given up 28, he gave 28 points in the two, two games. That's really not, that, that's pretty elite, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I'm going to have to see more weeks of it. Garland's a guy who puts a lot of points on the board normally. Um, we'll see how he handles the rush. But I know the A&M, uh, Garland's game is very get the ball out fast, let his guys kind of do the work for him. Um, yards after the catch are big for Garland-led squads. So um, I'm going to take Texas A&M in this game. I think they uh, bounced back from a loss last week, um, and they pull out a, qu- a close win over the Tulane squad. All right, 10 o'clock games. We have Oregon against Appalachian State. We talked about App State before. Still don't really know a lot about them. And then on the recap, I was I was high on Oregon even after um, another loss. Um Big game for both teams. The two teams both don't have a win um, and will definitely be, at the moment, look like they'll be calling for playoff spots. But I talked about how I like this Oregon squad. I think the new quarterback's going to do wonders for them. Um, he did a good job moving the football, just weren't able to convert in the red zone. Um, I think when he comes becomes more accustomed to the uh, the flag game, I think he's going to do have a much better job succeeding. His offensive line seems to do a good job blocking for him, allow him to step up into the pocket instead of drifting backwards. Um, yeah, no, I thought Oregon also played really good defense against Colorado. They held them, they held them pretty much in check throughout the entire game. Um, just a couple touch, just a few touchdowns scored and one really late. So they're good flag pullers. They have a really fast team as well. So I'm going to roll Oregon in this game. I hate having Appalachian State at 2-0-2 on the day, falling to 0-3 in the season, but I just got to see it before I can pick it, you know? So, um, could be, could be an interesting day for Appalachian State, but, uh, you never know. Maybe the new quarterback is good and he makes a lot of plays and they are very good. Hope they are. All right, other 10 o'clock game. We have Portland State against Stanford. Um, hmm, should be an interesting game. Um, we are hopefully having nine out of our 10 guys show up, so I'll be, I'm will be i very excited about that. Get to see some new my linemen. Get see, see some of my newer linemen that haven't been there through two weeks yet. Um, we sit at one and two. I don't like being one and two. So got to find a way to way to win. Well, way to way to a way to win both of these games that we have this Sunday. Um, to win this game, we're going to have to be really good flag pullers because they're not going to... Abdul is more of a runner than I'll throw the ball incomplete, so we're going to have to finish plays by finishing with flag pulling, which has been pretty strong for us throughout so far this season. Don't remember anyone really having any huge gains because we missed flags so far, so I'm, I'm happy about that. I think our defense has played really well the entire season so far. Um we're, we're in a good spot. I think we're going to win this game. Uh, we're going to have to make sure we, we're marking Malik with one or two guys at all times. Um, Abdul's going to take his shots on the field. But as long as we're able to control the dump, they pitch a little bit. So as long as we're able to just kind of stay locked in, keep control of all that offensively, we know we're going to move the football. Um, we're going to go as I go. And uh, my guys are going to make plays for me down the field. And we're going to figure out a way to get this one done. We'll uh, hopefully win this game. But I'm taking, obviously taking Stanford, um, Portland State coming in this game 0-1 with the 
much improved second half of, I mean, first half of the second game they played against UTEP. So definitely not a, uh, definitely not a walk in the park. Definitely not going to be those. Those are good athletes, good football players. And uh, if Malik gets going and gets busy, we could be in for trouble. So um, definitely not counting them out. But I'm uh, I'm rolling with our squad as always. All right, uh, we'll stick with Stanford here. We uh, are playing our second game of the day against Oregon, who is also playing their second game of the day. If my predictions are correct, both teams will be going for a 2-0 day in this game at 11 o'clock. Um, their court, new quarterback is good. He gets rid of the ball fast, doesn't allow the, the rush to really be an impact, kind of like Trevor. Um, obviously, if you cover everything up, he was a good decision maker. He threw the ball away, uh, threw the ball into the ground. Um, I think his receivers need to do a better job uh, completing catches for him. There were a few drops last week on some nicely thrown balls. Uh, he's clearly played a lot of quarterback in his life. So um, this is definitely not a walk in the park day for Stanford. We got two tough games. Um, Oregon, after beating Appalachian State, according to what I think is going to happen, um, is going to have to come out with the same type of energy. Energy is going to be the key on the day, and especially is the key on the day for teams playing two games. How do you come out in that second game, especially if you lost your first game? Um, how do you respond? You got to respond and um, got to pick your head up. And Oregon and Sanford's probably going to be a battle, a Pac-12 matchup, big Pac-12 matchup. Uh, both teams hopefully eyeing for 2-0. and um, I'm rolling with Stanford, obviously. That's my squad. I'm never going to think we're going to lose a game if I'm on the field. Um but we just gotta be, we just gotta stay locked in, man. Jake, Dariel, Mark, try to stop making the little mental mistakes. You know, I'm not saying it's them. I'm just saying, as a team, we gotta stop making the mental mistakes. We just gotta be more locked in and be a little more focused. That way, we can kind of, we don't gotta be stressing at the end of these games, playing one score games all the time. But uh, that's what I like, honestly. So it's not a big deal to me. All right, this is probably the game of the day. One of the games of the day uh, is Texas playing their first game of a doubleheader against Kentucky, the 3-0 Kentucky team. These are two teams that are undefeated right now, Kentucky 3-0, Texas 1-0, but Texas will have two games played on this Sunday. Um, this is a very good game. Uh, we haven't seen a full Texas team yet. We've seen a Kentucky full, a full squad. Um, I like the Kentucky team. Every time I talk about them on the podcast, I'm very high on them. Um, I think that they just do a very good job at doing the things that you need to succeed in flag football. They complete the short game. They're good at throwing the ball deep down the field. Chris is good at running the football and they do a good job of pressuring the quarterback on the defense side of the ball. And, um, Chris does a good job throwing to his lineman, letting his lineman get involved in the passing game. So I think they just play a pretty complete football game. So I'm always going to like them a lot of these weeks in these matchups because I do think they're one of the better teams in the league. But they are going against another really, really good team in the league. I know we only saw one game out of them, and it was one game where they only scored seven points offensively. They had two defensive touchdowns. I mean, I'm sorry. They had one defensive touchdown and one interception at the at where they started the drive at the two-yard line and then scored on the next play. So um, only one drive that whole day, that whole game where they went right down the field and scored. Um, I like their group. They're talented. I hope Paulie's back this week. Jimmy Flott, Nick Venti. Um, hopefully his whole line is there because I think against a Kentucky team, the one thing you need to be um, is you need to have your offensive line needs to be there the day you're playing against them because they have strong guys, Leota and Ray, who can really do a good job pressuring the quarterback. Jordan Edmonds as well plays linebacker, a little D-end as well. So um, this is a really good matchup. Um I'm going to take Texas in this game. I think Tommy is the better quarterback. I think Kentucky might have the better team, but I'm going to roll with Texas. Uh, I guess that would be my upset of the week because Kentucky's probably number one in the power rankings. Um, 
and definitely number one in the standings. So I guess that's my upset pick of the week. I'm taking Texas. I am not shocked if Kentucky wins this game at all. Hogreef has been playing some great ball the past two seasons now, and I think he's only getting better. But Tommy is still top dog, one of the top dogs in the league. Um, usually one of the highest rated quarterbacks in the league every season, usually amongst the league leaders in all categories. So I'm rolling with Texas. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. Tommy, one thing you know about playing against a Texas and Tommy team, you're going to have to score points. Tommy puts up a lot of points. Great job running the football. Great job getting his receivers the ball in space. Um, and throws an accurate football and a, and a well-timed well-timed routes. And uh, he's been doing it for a long time now in his life and in this league. So rolling with Texas in this game. All right, second game of the, the game day for Texas and a lone 12 p.m. game, Colorado versus Texas. Um, Colorado coming into this game 1-0, Texas coming into this game, I believe, 2-0. Um, talked all about Texas, I'll talk about Colorado. I need more... Um, any more impact plays from other guys that aren't Justin? We need to see it. I'm not even saying like we need it to be a team effort, but you can't just rely on Justin to be doing everything. I think he did a lot in the last game. Pulled you kind of pulled you guys out of a a, a slumpish first game of the first game of the season. Now I need to see more. I need Marola to have a few sacks. Um, need to see Suroff being a menace on the defensive line. Suroff getting the ball to Bowen in space. Bowen didn't have a great day offensively either. Um, Go back to that play that you went to to Sedano to Marola as much as you did last season. I felt like you got you did that one time on Sunday. It got like a twenty yard gain, and then you didn't see it again. So um, make sure you're sticking with what works, sticking with what go, sticking with what you know and what you've been playing and what you've been doing all these years in this league. Um, this is a tough game. I know I picked Texas to beat Kentucky. I'm gonna roll with Colorado to beat Texas. Texas in this game. Texas will be uh, one and one in the day. I got Colorado moving up to two and zero. Sirov and Justin just don't lose a lot of uh, don't lose a lot of um, regular season games together. And I don't know. I just they 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 it hasn't happened in a while. I really like that that duo and. Uh, even if that team isn't getting other contributions from other places, Justin's kind of able to make up for that. Um, they just need to be good everywhere else. And uh, I, I'm, they, they got a good team. They, they played well last week. Um, but they're going to probably need more contributions from more guys if they're really going to make a surge in the league going forward for this season. Um, so, yeah, I have the Colorado squad winning this week, improving to 2-0. and um, DeMeo, Drew, Marola on the line do a good job. Drew get those snaps down a little bit. Joe Venti had a couple uh, touches last week. And then Anthony Sharapa, I liked what I saw from him defensively. Just need to see, maybe I think I can get him on the field offensively. He can make some plays. So, um, going to be a really good day of games. Very excited for the seven-game slate finally. Uh, we'll be at Sayreville High School starting at 9 a.m., hopefully done by 1.30. Um, that would be a great day if that's if that was the case. So um, see you all at the field on Sunday. If you haven't paid me for the second half of your payment, please do so now and before the games on Sunday. Have a great one, everybody, and we'll see you Sunday morning. Peace.